Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now, doing your weekly grocery shop is costing much, much more monies these days, so author and property investment expert Margaret Lomas has some advice on how to get your head around supermarket labels so you can save yourself some sweet cash at the checkout. Maths was never my strong suit at school, and while I can add, subtract and divide as good as the next person, I had no interest in learning any more than that. In my younger days, however, I was always good at being able to work out discounts, and I was sure to be able to establish the bottom line cost of anything with a percentage off tag to see if it was really worth buying. I could also work out whether an item was good value according to its price divided by the weight or volume of that item. When my children were younger, I would often have to take them shopping with me because both my husband and I were running our business and working many hours. I had five children, which presented a challenge in itself. So I used to make a game out of the shopping trip. I'd think of an item I needed, say a tin of tomatoes, and I'd send the older three off in search of that item, telling them the goal was to get the best value for the money being spent. To win, they had to work out whether the size of the item for the price it was being sold at presented good value. They'd get a point for each item that was the best value and the winner was announced at the end of the trip. While it was fun for them at the time, they still talk about it today and admit that it gave them a strong sense of value, which they still have. They all now say that when they shop, it's ingrained into them to consider the size or volume of the item and work out the value as a result. It's a lost art, and the bottom line of knowing the value of an item results in the capacity to save money overall. When I talk to people about getting smart money habits, I always point out that small change can add up to not only better savings, but an overall greater net worth as you grow older. And so strategies such as this one are more important than they might seem. This is why you need to pay more attention at the supermarket and learn how to read the supermarket labels, and doing so is easier than it ever was when I was younger. You see, in 2010, the Competition and Consumer Act introduced the Unit Pricing Code. It applies to grocery retailers with more than 1,000 square metres of floor space who sell the minimum range of food-based grocery items and online retailers who sell the minimum range of items. Smaller retailers who aren't covered by the code may choose to adopt unit pricing if they sell the minimum range of items. A retailer who's subject to the code has to display a unit price for every grocery item unless the item is exempt. The unit price for a grocery item has to be prominent, so it's got to stand out so that it's easily seen. It has to be legible, not tiny little writing that you can't read. It has to be unambiguous, so it has to be accurate and its meaning must be clear. And it also has to be in close proximity to the selling price for that item. The code sets out the unit measurements that has to be used for each kind of item. So, for example, if sold by volume, the price must be per 100 mils. If it's sold by weight, the price must be per 100 grams. If it's sold by length, it's per metre. And if it's sold by number, it has to display a per item price for a pack of 40 or fewer items or 100 items for a pack of 41 or more items. So how does this important legislation now apply to you and help you to save money? 
Well, I'll tell you after the break. I've been talking about the unit pricing code. It all seems like just another complicated piece of legislation, but it is an important one because it makes it so much easier for you as a consumer to get the best value. Not everyone can carry out calculations in their head to establish where the best value lies, and many products on the shelves can be deceiving to look at. The impact of this change to the law is that it makes it much easier for you to get value when you shop and to not pay more for smaller items when the larger items represent more than double the value. You might think that a smaller item of a particular product will be the overall cheapest, but it doesn't always work out this way. For example, you may see a small bottle of sauce for a dollar and a larger one for two dollars. To look at the product, it may appear that the two dollar bottle is double the size of the smaller one, and therefore you buy the smaller one in order to spend less. In reality, it could be that the small bottle works out at 50 cents per 100 mils, while the larger bottle works out at 25 cents per 100 mils. Buying the larger bottle is an initial larger outlay, but provides you with twice the amount of source for the price. And as I keep saying, the small change you save when you get more savvy about everyday life, the more money you save and invest toward a future goal or your future financial security. Next time you're in the supermarket, don't just grab for what looks like the cheapest items on the shelf. Take some time to look past the displayed price and the cost per unit price, which will be displayed below that price, albeit in a smaller font. Do remember though that buying bigger doesn't always present a saving to you if you don't need that larger item and you only throw it out. That may be worse than just paying for the smaller item in the first place, depending on the price differential of that larger product. If the shop doesn't have unit pricing, then learn to work it out for yourself. It's fairly basic maths, and if it's something you didn't learn when you were younger, it's definitely something you can learn as an adult. It's an important step in implementing better overall money habits because it will enable you to save up that small change and ultimately create your own investment portfolio for the future. And isn't that what we're all here to do? Now, if you've got a question for any of our experts, you can drop us an email at smallchange@novapodcast.com.au, and I will catch you on Monday for another episode.